Welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with your trio of hosts, Jason Graves, Rob McIntyre, and Mike Janung. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Here are your hosts, Jason, Rob, and Mike. Welcome back for part two of Emmaus Ministries doing ministry to the sexually broken and exploited on the streets of Chicago and Houston. Welcoming back to the show, Syl Davis of Emmaus Ministries. Welcome back, Syl. Thank you. Boy, it seems like you know, doesn't it, oh, the week just flew right by, didn't it? <laughs> that was amazing. It seemed yeah. like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wonders and mysteries of radio. That's here, right. So. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to get right into it because we want to follow up on uh, what we were talking about last week. Of course, we're um, talking about Emmaus Ministries and, of course, working in Chicago and Houston primarily. But the mission is to make Jesus known on the streets among men involved in sexual exploitation and of course, they're doing that in, in, for the purpose of providing hope in Christ for men involved in this uh, by developing ministries of evangel- evangelization, transformation, and education. So, so we talked a little bit about your story last week and coming back, coming from a, a sexually broken background, uh, sexual abuse survivor, and uh, God has really uh, taken your brokenness and your weaknesses, and he's shown his strength in them, hasn't he? Uh, most definitely, and... Uh... Just the the people, when I have allowed myself to tell my story and trust God that he will bring people into my life that won't hurt me, Mm -hmm. um, but to celebrate me and and walk me along the path, it's been such a blessing in my life. Amen. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more, a little meta conversation about, you know, your sharing. Uh, We've got guys who, in sexual recovery, and Rob and I are counselors, so we work with them over the phone all over the country, and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mike doing uh, a lot of online ministries and whatnot. They get a real solid understanding of what they're recovering from, but the growing edge for a lot of us is what are we recovering to? Okay. So talk a little bit about your redemptive vision and how God has just shown you and moved you into ministering to sexually broken. Um, a lot of it was just as I was looking for my own healing. Um, mm-hmm. I always knew that I, I would be working with people, but to this level, or, or definitely, you know, sharing my story because I, I grew up in a culture that said, you know, what happens in the home stays in the mm-hmm. home. Right. Right. And, and so, um, we're talking about sexual issues too. Those are things that we need to look at. What does the individual person that we're ministering to, what does their culture say? Right. And right. so a lot of it will keep them bound and locked in to not saying or the undercurrent that, oh, this is what expected. It's happened to everyone, and they're moved on to with their lives. And so, but we need to encourage people and put a name on it. There are definitely those who are out in different types of, I'll call them perversions, that are shouting from the rooftops. Those of us in the Christian community, and as we talk about our healing, we need to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah I always like to say that, hey, the world is, or the enemy is real provocative. Yes. There's nothing wrong with us as Christians to be just as provoking as provocative as well. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, when we say the word perversion, well, the word perversion simply means change. Right. Or corrupted. And so sometimes you know, when it comes to sexual perversion, it just simply means that some things are a change from God's intention. Exactly. And God, God was really uh, intentional about creating sex, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And because he knew that he made us first to be relational with him, but also mm-hmm. with each other, mm, right. and that we all have that longing to 
meet that person on a uh, on a physical and emotional and a spiritual level mm-hmm. and sex does all of that if we cheapen it if we cheat ourselves and keep it just on the physical level it does so much damage emotional and spiritually to us yeah absolutely so sin then that brings up the word sin well you say well uh, don't call me a sinner well mm-hmm. the word sin simply means mistake right? right so you know when we miss the mark and god has set some marks for us and so you know, when we are involved in sexual sin, it just means that we are making some choices that are harmful to us. And God does us a favor by pointing them out mm-hmm. as sin. Yeah. Because he's showing us that, hey, this is going to hurt you. It's like it's as simple as telling a little kid who wants to run out and in in play in the streets, no. Okay, that's a mistake, right? Right. But I mean, you're talking about sex as a gift here. And so I'd like to hear a little bit more about the idea of, of sex as a gift, too, um, Syl, because it sounds like you've got some, some ideas there. Definitely. When, when we look at God's creation and in, intent, in, in I don't want to get preachy here, but... Come on, bring it, brother. Come on now. <laughs> Amen. When we think of what we can have when we find that one person that God has given us, and, and you can give yourself over on all three of those levels, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, right. and the two become one, what a blessing that is. Yeah. And and I see the other side of that both in my own life when that's cheapened right. either by our own choices or someone else's choice. But the key is that no matter what road or, or what we've done, God's redemptive power is always there. Amen. So he right. can take and restore and refresh and make new beyond what we can even fathom. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, still, and you, it's really important for our listeners to understand that as you said, you know, spirit, body, and soul, that is uh, one of the greatest experiences for the human is if it's kept in the right context, sex can truly bond mm-hmm. us together with our spouse. Correct. But when, it, but on the opposite side of that is if, if we use that uh, to outside of God's healthy boundaries, then what we, what we get is what we were talking like at the break uh, about soul ties. Yeah. Correct. Uh, so, Talk to us. We talk to us a little bit about what you've seen in your ministry of soul ties and some of the people you've had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, a soul tie is simply that anybody that uh, you've had sexual contact, there's a part of your your soul. There's this spiritual bond that's there, uh, as well as on the mentally uh, or emotionally side as well. And, and what I've seen is as we've prayed prayers to break soul ties, mm-hmm. there's actually a releasing. People actually talk about experiencing uh, uh, a physical relief. Uh, and, and in some extreme cases, we have one young man that we've been dealing with the past mm-hmm. few months, and um, as our staff gathered to pray for him, uh, we always close our, our ministry center with prayer each day. Uh, but there was something that said we need to pray for him individually, and as we prayed for him, um, he began to growl like an animal, and wow. um, the spirit started talking to us and telling us to leave him alone. And who were we mm. to call them out? And and so this happened several more times with him. And the last time I, I uh, spoke with him about going to church um, to talk with one of our pastors, and this had been after a night of him getting high on drugs and actually having going to the hospital because um, doing a sex act, he didn't realize at the time because he was high that 
severe damage had been done to his genitalia. Mm -hmm. And um, as my pastor was talking to him, um, and he was in this really um, out of it state because at this point he's smoking crack every half hour, Mm -hmm. um, the spirit started to come back and um, wake him up. He jumped up out of the chair. He tried to, to hit the pastor. Um, I had a crucifix with me, and so I placed it down on the desk, and he looked at me, and the the voice said, you know, that has no power over me. But he didn't try to come across it to no longer hit the pastor and started taking off his clothes. And and, um, and so, you know, we prayed with him, and this went on for a couple hours. um, Wow. Amazing. Just him in his fetal state. And so we left the pastor's office, and we took him to a mental health clinic, and they said at that point he was suicidal, homicidal, and suffering from severe depression. Wow. And so he ended up being hospitalized. Um, but unfortunately, um, Chicago, like other places, they don't have the funds. Right. And so they only kept him for two weeks. Oh, man. Um, and he was in my office um, late last week, and he's worse than he ever was. Oh, man. So, yeah, and, you know, if you think about it, and as a therapist, it's it's, it's extremely uh, intriguing to just kind of look at that, not have to deal with it. I I just totally feel like you are uh, quite the warrior to deal with that. But but to think about, you know, he's got the mental issue. He's got the emotional impact of the damage that's been done to him over and over, drugs, alcohol, sex. And then you look at how the spiritual has just overtaken him. It's just totally permeated him. And he's also got the, the breakdown of his physical body. Exactly. And, you know, this person is really in some major, major trauma on all mm. three dimensions. Right. And, you know, it, and we you have to hit him on all three dimensions. You've got to get right. him physically healthy. You've got to get him emotionally healthy you got to get them spiritually healthy. Exactly. Well, we're visiting with Syl Davis from Emmaus Ministries and talking about ministry to those who are exploited on the streets sexually, especially in the areas of Chicago and Houston. Uh, for more information about Emmaus Ministries, you can visit them on the web at streets.org. And uh, Syl can be emailed directly at sill at streets.org. That's S-I-L-L at streets.org. And by the way, so I was just curious, um, if I meet somebody that's, that's like you, that reminds me of you and you know, they're displaying some sill like qualities. Does that make them silly? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, I just must uh, check. I wanted oh, to check on stop. that. It's been a burning <laughs> question and I just wanted to check. So you but know, still, I, that, seriously, um, Mike, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> As I was listening to you talk still about the, uh, the, the whole thing you went through with the spiritual warfare in this guy, it, I was just kind of thinking that the church at large, where such large numbers of our men are struggling with pornography, we don't always think about this in terms of the whole spiritual warfare thing and that the enemy does want to corrupt, rip out, and and rot out the church. Mm -hmm. And um, do you see, in your walk, do you see a lot of churches really dealing with this effectively, and what should we be doing? Good question. Um, Unfortunately, no, I I don't. Mm -hmm. They they sweep it under the the rug. Um, Yeah. But those, there are some churches that are dealing with it, and so what the men need are, are women, uh, and pornography use in women, and 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 phone sex with women is is on the rise. Um, is to have a form in the church where people can actually come and be open and honest and, mm. and receive prayer and healing, because many times the pornography and other things are just 
symptoms of other underlying issues. Right. And, and so we never can get to um, the heart of the matter. But because the church does not address, and, and many times I get pastors and missionaries and priests who will come to me because they just don't have that opportunity within their denominations, whatever they may be, to express what's actually going on with them. I think it's so important that we as Christians understand that the enemy is is totally out to rob, kill, and destroy. And when exactly. I say when 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 I think of rob, I think he wants to rob us of relationships, of intimacy. He wants to kill our salvation, and he wants to destroy our legacy. Right. And sexual sin or sexual brokenness is just right at the heart yeah. uh, of the of the the very desire for us to be close to people. So why did, why why should we be surprised that sex is such a tool? For the enemy to go after because he knows that if he can get us skewed or missing the mark on sexual intimacy, we're going to miss out on this, the intimacy with God mm-hmm. and with those who we love. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate, Sil, your ministry. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love the values behind your ministry. Um, in, on your website, um, streets.org, you talk about what we do and you know, your values are faith in Jesus Christ. And I want to come back to that one, especially to, to understand the difference between people you see who have a relationship with Jesus in recovery um, and those who don't and how well they, they fare. But also you've got values of relationship as the basis for ministry. So it's not like you're going out there to preach to people. You're actually getting in mm. there in the trenches with folks, caring for the, the Love most. Love action. Exactly. Putting feet to the faith, mm-hmm. caring for the most wounded on the streets. You're going down there. You're providing for them. You're meeting their physical needs and uniting the body of Christ in ministry. And so you're letting people come and, and, and serve and doing an amazing thing there. So let's come back to this faith in Jesus Christ. Why is it important, do you think, for people to have a relationship with Jesus if they want to overcome sexual brokenness? Because we, they need to realize that there is a power greater than themselves. Right. And, um, you know, I'm not against the, the 12-step program, but you need to actually name it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, right. And so when, when we say that it's Jesus and we explain Jesus' character and how he died for our guys and, and how he died for me, be, uh, and how he loves them so much mm. because they may not have ever experienced that in their lives. Right. You know, we can't imagine perhaps growing up in our family of, of origin that all of your lives you've always had people who always use you. Mm. And so you're looking for that, you know, um, even if it's in the agency that's helping you, they're interested in the numbers. Right, and yeah. so you become a number, and and so at our ministry, you know, it blows our guys' mind that you know we don't get paid for how you come in, right. you know, mm-hmm. and and so we're here just to minister and help you, and and whether you want Jesus in your life, we're here to love you anyway, mm-hmm. right? And, and so for many of them, they have never experienced that, and so um, and we walk with our guys, be it prison or jail. Um, Unfortunately, um, the past few months, we've had several guys to die. We just buried a young man. He was 29 years old. Mm. Um, And so, uh, you know, we were the place that somebody found our car and knew that he was a part of our ministry. And so we contacted his family, but it was us who planned the service and, Mm. you know, went with him to the very end. And so that becomes important because then the other men see that we are walking the talk. We're not just saying it. Right. They can actually see it. So you, can you share a story or two where one or two guys have come to Christ through your ministry? 
we, we've had several who um, uh, I, I think that when, when they've come to Christ and we watch them struggle as they understand the true love, um, they come out of addictions. They're yeah. able to then get apartments on their own um, and move on to a more independent life um, and not relying on um, their bodies to do that or not relying on the other person. Because unfortunately what happens to a lot of our guys, they end up becoming caretakers for older men. Right. And so they're involved in those situations, um, as well as some who now have jobs and are working and productive. Because all of our guys, I think that's an important fact, a lot of our guys could be out here, you know, hitting people in the head and robbing, and they don't want to do that. So they'd rather sell themselves than to go that route. Um, you know, unfortunately, some at the end of the cycle may end up in that particular place. And it's a difference, too, um, between the younger guys that we have coming into ministry, say, that are 25 and younger, because many of them have never been churched to any degree. Mm-hmm. And so they have more of a sense of hopelessness, um, and we see them accelerating into um, different areas right. um, of, of sin quicker than some of the, the older men that we deal with who are uh, up to in their 50s because they do have a sense of God or they were church, you know, be right. it grandmother took them to church or however. And, and so you definitely can see the difference. So, you know, I, we were just at a um, fundraiser for Where Grace Abounds up here in Denver last weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, you probably know Scott Kingery. Yeah. And, you know, what a, what a brother, right? And, but he was sharing about when he was in the gay lifestyle and he was just coming to Where Grace Abounds for their group and whatnot. He was a, a little skittish about it, obviously, but... But he just saw that, hey, you know what? These are just people full of grace that are here trying to seek the Lord in this area of their life. And so why don't you give people who are listening a picture of what the beginnings of the recovery process looks like when they come to Emmaus Ministries? Um, It may at first be just to greet them with a smile, to give somebody a hug that that's simply what it is. It's a hug. It's not going any further to watch a guy that come in and, and smells bad and, and looks bad and get clean clothes, get showers. We have a um, family-style meal um, mm. every day and um, several days a week we do a dinner meal as well. Uh, we're open all holidays, mm-hmm. and so our guys can always come and find family here. And... Um, we just, as they they get their love, we see them blossom. You see a smile oh, absolutely. that comes back yeah. that perhaps they haven't had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, when they get a, apartments and, and they ask us to come in and do house blessings for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and many times they want to come and give back, so they want to then cook a meal. Or as they get a surplus, be it money or clothes or food, they want to donate to the ministry to give back. And so you, as we talk about discipleship, you start seeing them mirror what they saw right. in, the, in the staff and from the ministry. Right. You know, we've uh, we've tried to reach out to people, and I know you have too. You've got volunteers. In fact, you, if I could talk about your volunteer training coming up, mm-hmm. uh, October 6th and 7th, uh, they've got a volunteer training a, a program. Uh, if you're interested, you can contact uh, KT McClure at 773 773- Three three four six zero six three or email kt at uh, that's k 
the letter K and T, the letter T, at streets.org. Um, but, you know, part of who we reach out to, as I'm sure you do too, uh, Emmaus there still, is a pastors. And I just believe with just a minute or two left here that there are pastors listening today in the Chicago area, mm-hmm. in the Houston area. In the L.A. area. In the L.A. <laughs> area that, that need particularly the ministries that we're both doing. But, but let's talk about um, your heart for pastors and how they can get involved because when you reach a pastor, you reach an entire congregation. Yeah. And so share a little bit of, just speak directly to those pastors who are listening uh, in your areas of influence for a minute, will you? Okay. Um, I, I would say that, you know, you don't have to feel that you have to come in and participate in all the ministries that uh, we have at Emmaus, but doing a food drive or a clothing drive, definitely prayer support. Um, for our staff and, and for our guys, as we do a um, monthly newsletter, um, the, the young man that I mentioned dealing with the spiritual issues, his breakthrough is going to come through as the body of Christ prays him through. Mm-hmm. You know, treatment and all of that may be great, but he needs some real spiritual intervention that's going to take place to, to happen. Um, and, and just coming to the ministry or having us out, we do a program called Stories from the Street. Yeah. And they travel all over the country. That's Andy great. and Al Tauber are, are great musicians, songwriters, and, mm. and um, they can come and put this on in your church and uh-huh. wow. give you um, what the the guys have said in their own words is what they use in Stories from the Street. And so mm. that would be an excellent um, introduction to Emmaus and the work that we do. Yeah, in fact, if you want to go see them at Concordia University, Al and Andy Tabo will be performing Stories from the Streets on the 3rd of October. And then on the 5th of October, they'll be performing at the uh, Grand Rapids First Assembly of God. So up there in the in the uh, I, I want to mini do, Holland up there. I want huh? to do a road trip, man, Let's guys. Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> Let's do, do a do road it. trip out to Chicago. I want to see this ministry. I'm, I am totally blessed. Well, so we are blessed by you, brother. Thanks again for being on with us the past two weeks here. And blessings on your ministry. Thank you so much, and, and blessings on all of you. Thanks, hey, man. we receive thanks. it. We receive it. Well, thanks for tuning in. We, we've got a special message to you Los Angeles listeners, and those of you who care about Los Angeles, because we're getting down to the wire. And yeah. Rob, so tell these folks a little bit about that. Well, L.A., we love you. And uh, Paul went to the places where he could really reach those who were broken. And it's really important, L.A., that we hear that we are making a impact on you and we need to hear from you and we also need to uh, see if you can meet the needs that we have financially we are coming up to a point of for us financially where we need to really assess whether it's beneficial for the donations that we uh, receive to keep on air out in LA so LA it's pretty pricey it is pricey. It's a big market but LA we want to hear from you we love you we want to bring this hope to you so please let us know email us call us send us a check whatever you feel like God's doing. But Mary Magdalene's life was changed just like uh, the uh, the ministry of Emmaus. So if you are one of those people, please contact us. Let us know how we've touched you. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It would be gratefully appreciated.
You can send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. That's Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the Internet at www blazinggrace.org that's triple w b l a z i n g g r a c e dot o r g forward slash radio dot h t m on that page you'll find a downloadable copy of this show or you can visit oneplace.com under ministries look for blazing grace radio if you want help resolving a sexual addiction you can reach rob mcintyre and jason graves toll free by dialing 877-590-SOUL that's 877 877- 7-7-5-9-0-76-85. Desire for a specific subject to be covered on Blazing Grace? Tell Mike Janung what you want covered. You can email Mike at Mike, the symbol at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more Blazing issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening, and may God shine His grace upon you.